This is Rick Spielman, General Manager of the Minnesota Vikings, and you're listening to Roster Watch. We are back. This is Roster Watch. My name is Alex Dunlap. I'm joined as always by my co-captain, Byron Lambert. Today, on board the USS Roster Watch, as we navigate through a treacherous, treacherous mock draft, dodging, weaving through smoke signals, trying to figure out what it is that these teams are going to do. We are joined by our favorite skipper, NFL draft expert on Twitter, Mike Loiko joins us for all our draft stuff. We're going to do another mock draft today because things have changed. We did one for you last week. It was a big hit. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening. Now, it's different. Things have changed. The landscape has changed. Teams have said they want to trade down. Teams are interested in other players. They're working out other players. Smoke screens, smoke screens, smoke screens. We're here to see you through. I'm handing it off to Captain Ron behind the wheel. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome uh, to all our listeners to the show this evening. Uh, we are going to Mock Draft 2.0. We've reshuffled the deck. <laughs> this is what everybody wants to know is who their favorite team is going to pull the trigger on in that first round uh, come next uh, Thursday evening in primetime TV. So as Alex mentioned, it's the season of reverse tails and smoke signals. We've had a couple pieces of information come out today. Uh, one is that the Minnesota Vikings... Are, have supposedly narrowed it down to three candidates for their pick, which would be Matt Khalil, the left tackle out of USC, uh, Morris Claiborne, the coveted cornerback out of LSU, and supposedly Justin Blackman, wide receiver out of Oklahoma State. And his name's kind of all over the board in the top ten right now. And then we've also had some information that the Rams – are hot for Fletcher Cox, a guy who used to be viewed as a pick in the late teens or early 20s, now potentially very high in that top 10. So, fellas, let's get started. It's going to be Alex picking first. It's going to be Byron picking second. And Mike Loiko will be picking uh, third tonight. Let's get it underway. Okay, well, with the first pick of the draft, the Indianapolis Colts take Andrew Luck, quarterback, Stanford. The writing's been on the wall, as Mike said last time, since last April. That's the pick. Best of luck to you, Andrew Luck. Maybe they'll make you a 100-foot poster on the side of Lucas Oil like they did for Peyton Manning. Pick two, Washington Redskins. Uh, With the second pick in the draft, I'm Daniel Snyder with the Washington Redskins. I've made a big move for this pick because uh, I want to change the franchise. It's going to be Robert Griffin III, the stud from Baylor. Um... We think he'll bring a playmaking ability to our team and top-shelf quarterback play as well as just an overall coolness. All right, this is where uh, it starts to get a little bit fuzzy here, but you know, down and down to three names. I look at that list and I really only see one name that really makes sense for the Vikings. Um, that's going to be USC offensive tackle Matt Khalil. I really can't see the Vikings going any other direction. Um, if they did, the only other one that would make sense would be Claiborne. But close that other elite player, in my opinion, in this draft. Um, there's four of them. There's RG3, Luck, Richardson, and Khalil. Left tackle is such a major need for this Vikings team. They have a you know a cornerstone offensive tackle sitting there staring them in the face. And it'd be surprised if they pass them up. And if I'm playing the role of a Vikings GM, 
I'm not passing up Matt Khalil number three. All right, so that comes back to me at pick number four. As we've been saying since the beginning of this whole process and talking with Cleveland Browns folks, kind of digging around about Colt McCoy's status there, uh, what it is that they're going to be looking at. I've come to the conclusion myself that they will pick Trent Richardson, the running back out of Alabama. Uh, he's, a, he's a dynamic player. As we always say, we feel like he's one of three players in this draft that can automatically walk into your facility and uh, completely change the franchise. Hillis is, Hillis is long gone. Montario Hardesty, the other running back there, is a the guy they had high hopes for, but he can't stay healthy. He can't catch the ball like a, like a West Coast running back should. He's got a serious case of the drops. Trent, Trent Richardson's the guy here at pick four for the Cleveland Browns. Pick five, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We are no longer going to be the Yuccaneers. <laughs> And we play, in, we play in a division that is nothing but high-powered offense. you got to stop Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Roddy White, Drew Brees, and his clan of receiving ninjas. And then Cam Newton puts up about 30 points a game these days. So no question asked. We're going with Morris Claiborne, the best player on the board. Pick six, St. Louis. Leave it up to me with the, the sixth pick. This is actually where it really gets interesting. I mean, it's going a number of different directions. You know, the predictions are all over the place and which way they're going to go. They're going to go with Justin Blackman, Fletcher Cox. You know, maybe a surprise pick like a Michael Floyd. Um, I would have to think that's between two players. I'd have to believe it's between either Justin Blackman or Fletcher Cox from what we're hearing. So my thinking comes down to those two names. I just don't see how they can pass on Justin Blackman if he's sitting there. Uh, they need a number one wide receiver. They have a bunch of just mismatch at the wide receiver position, a bunch of number threes and fours. And and what we're doing here, we know that uh, we know that we're 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 sitting back looking at a team in a bit of disarray, a team that has been pretty pretty sorry for years. Um, you know, you have wide receivers and guys like I don't even know Mike Thomas and Jarrett Dillard, and I think there was like we did bring in Laurent maybe a Cecil Shorts. You bring in Laurent Robinson, you bring in Old Man Lee Evans, but you've invested heavily in your quarterback. I'm taking Michael Floyd here. You need to give Blaine Gabbert all the help that he can possibly get. Michael Floyd is the best wide receiver in this draft, as far as I'm concerned. And he's the wide receiver in this draft who is most eligible to turn into a number one target quickly. Michael Floyd, Jacksonville Jaguars is the pick. I love it. Fascinating. Floyd back-to-back with Blackman. I'm captaining the ship down in South Florida. Nice place to captain the ship, actually. Um... (laughs) This is an interesting pick. We could go a number of directions, but the fact is... It's we need a quarterback. We need a quarterback, and we're gonna have to roll the dice and uh, take our chances with Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback out of Texas A&M. Bring the Aggie on board, fellas. Hey, he's already got one Aggie that's there. Mike Sherman, former head coach in college, now offensive coordinator, and uh, so the connections 
carry on. Alright, so with the ninth pick, the Carolina Panthers are on the clock. Ron Rivera's been talking a lot the last week about upgrading the front seven. I would think if both the wide receivers are there, they'd take a long, hard look at Justin Blackman and Michael Floyd. But with neither guy being there, um, they could go Fletcher Cox. I'm going to kind of throw a curveball here. It's just a gut feeling with me. And I'm going to give them Luke Keekley, the linebacker from Boston College. They have John Beeson coming back off of injury. In this situation, they move Beeson to the outside. And they have a pretty good core of linebackers with Keekley in the middle and Beeson and James Anderson on the outside to go with that front seven. Okay, which takes us to pick 10, which leaves the Buffalo Bills in a bit of a a bit of a pickle here. Uh, both they obviously have, they obviously have a need for wide receiver. Uh, any wide receiver that I feel like has any value here has already been taken. Uh, you could look at a guy like Quentin Cobles or Melvin Ingram, but they've addressed their defensive end needs via free agency. Uh, they do need a tackle to, with Demetrius Bell leaving, um, but I'm not sure how much I really like Riley Reef here. Uh, so I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball myself. Uh, I, I feel like, I feel like, you know, you got a guy like AJ AJ Williams, a kid who we love from here in town. Uh, you have Terrence McGee in your defensive backfield, who I believe is like 34 years old. Um, and other than that, you've had a bunch of guys who played awfully, you know, in 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 uh, 2011. I'm going to bring some speed. I'm going to bring some athleticism. I'm going to bring some youth to that defensive backfield. And I will be picking cornerback Stephen Gilmore out of South Carolina. That's a curveball. Pick 11, Kansas City Chiefs. Very good. I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, and this is very easy. I, I was... I coveted Luke Keekley and I'm actually a little bit shocked that he's gone at 11. Damn you, Mike Loiko. <laughs> but uh, this is very easy. This comes down to David DeCastro and Drake Kirkpatrick. Cornerback's more of a premium position, but my defense is pretty darn good. Had a lot of high draft picks there. This division is wide open. We're going to road great people with Peyton Hillis and Jamal, and Jamal Charles. It's going to be David DeCastro. The next Bruce Matthews. All right. That means it's, I'm up with the Seattle Seahawks at 12. Before I make that pick, I'm just going to do a quick rundown of the top 11 picks so far. Uh, number one, Colts took Andrew Luck. No surprise. Number two, Robert Griffin, the third quarterback from Baylor. I was playing the role of Minnesota Viking GM and took Matt Khalil, offensive tackle from USC. At number four, the Cleveland Browns took running back Trent Richardson. Number five, Tampa Bay Buccaneers took Morris Claiborne, the cornerback from LSU. Number six, the St. Louis Rams selected Justin Blackman, wide receiver from Oklahoma State. Number seven, Jacksonville Jaguars selected Michael Floyd. Number eight, Miami Dolphins took Ryan Canninghill. Number nine, Carolina Panthers took Luke Keekley, linebacker from Boston College. Number ten, Stephen Gilmore was taken by the Buffalo Bills. 
And the last pick that you just heard was the Kansas City Chiefs taking offensive guard David DeCastro from Stanford. Now leaves me at the Seattle Seahawks at 12. And if the draft fell like this, I would think they'd have to be ecstatic. They'd have Fletcher Cox on the board. They'd have Don Tyree Poe on the board, Ingram, Upshaw. You'd have to think they might look to trade down a couple slots, try to get some value. If the board fell like this, they need to upgrade their pass rush. And in this situation, you know, they need a left defensive end. They need a defensive end that can rush the passer up the weak side. And, you know, Quinn Cope was a boomer bus guy. But at this point in the draft, you know, you got to take a chance on him. The only guy that could be an elite pass rusher in this draft so the pick is Quentin Colpoles, North Carolina. Which brings us to the Arizona Cardinals, who have Levi Brown, who has not been cut, but who is terrible. <laughs> Who's been terrible for? Who's been just terrible, terrible, terrible? Grades out the worst of almost almost any of these guys. Uh, but they need to bolster that position. Riley Reef, Iowa, the tackle. He slipped to here. These guys are very happy to hear it. They need to keep their terrible investment in Kevin Cobb at least a little bit protected. Get him some time to get the ball out to some of these receivers and make some plays out there in the desert. I'm the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, and I am running to the podium because I'm going to start trying to match the New York Giants, tit for tat. It's time to beef up that defensive line, and now it's time to pull the trigger on Fletcher Cox. Uh, hey, Cowboys fans are going to be celebrating. Versatile, versatile defensive lineman with pass rush ability. Fletcher Cox, Demarcus Ware, it's going to get filthy. Pick 15, Philadelphia Eagles. That brings it to me with the 15th pick, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they run that wide nine system on defense. Defensive ends play as far off the defensive, uh, far off the ball as they, as far away from the ball as they can. It leaves gaping holes in the middle of that defensive line. They go like Tamiko Ryan's from the uh, Houston Texans, but they need defensive tackles. I am going to take Michael Brockers, the defensive tackle from LSU, and slot him right into the middle and hope he develops. Okay, the Jets. You have Courtney Upshaw falling here. Uh, I might be a little bit biased because I'm I'm much higher on Upshaw than I think a lot of people are, but I love him so much. Uh, if you look at the Jets. A guy like Aaron Maven, I'm not sure, you know, as far as a pass rusher, how far that's going to get you. You have a guy like Upshaw who you can get in there, immediately plug in on the strong side, who can plug up that side, who can set the corner, who can turn runs in a in a in a in a division where you really do need to defend against teams that come at you with very differing, very interesting game plans sometimes. You need to turn those runs upfield, and you need to make sure to keep them in third and long, second and completely unmanageable situations. Uh, I feel like a guy like Upshaw can come in and do that immediately on the strong side, and then eventually, possibly one day in a a multiple system such as this, develop his pass rushing abilities to be able to be a truly, a truly menacing player. And I do believe that he will be that kind of player. The pick is Courtney Upshaw, the outside linebacker from Alabama. Pick 17, Cincinnati Bengals. All right. 
great pick. So that is now to me the Bengals who received this pick for Carson Palmer. <laughs> and I got a lot of a lot of different areas I could look at here. Trying to there's some there's some developmental guys on the board that I could take a risk on, but it's very hard for me to pass on Dre Kirkpatrick. I had yeah, we lost we lost Jonathan Joseph last year. Leon Hall had a very serious injury uh, in the middle of the season, and uh, if we're going to compete, we got to be able to defend. So we got to be able to defend teams that score points in the AFC. So we are going to go with Dre Kirkpatrick, cornerback from Alabama. So San Diego needs pass rush. This, honestly, in my opinion, could be the biggest wild card in the whole entire draft. There's been a number of names mentioned with this pick, from Shay McClellan to today I heard they love Harrison Smith. They're thinking about taking him at 18. Wow. What a shocker. To pair with Eric Weddle. They love their safeties. That's one. That's for sure. That is true. That would be very if interesting. I'm sitting there on the board and I'm A.J. Smith, and they don't have any pass rushers besides Sean Phillips, who's getting very old. Larry English busted. I'm just going to have to pull the trigger on Melvin Ingram. The defensive end slash outside linebacker slash whatever. You know, they'll find a position for him. Melvin Ingram, South Carolina is the pick. Pick 19, Chicago Bears. Back to your hometown, man. Back to my hometown. My, my, my digs. We're going to Chicago. Going to Chi-Town. Going to figure out what needs to happen here for these Bears. They have a lot of issues to address. But at the wide receiver position, they address that with Brandon Marshall. Uh, they can use tackle help. Obviously, they can use uh, help along the interior of the offensive line. Uh, I, I don't really like taking any interior offensive linemen here. But there is one cornerback who I do love here. Uh, the you have you you have guys like you have guys who you're facing in the NFC North like you know like Stafford and Aaron Rodgers and uh, you know you're facing these guys twice a year. Uh, I think that you can bring in a guy like Janoris Jen Janoris Jenkins, probably my favorite defensive back in this draft. I could be a little bit biased. But he's the kind of guy that can fit in there. And I think you get him into a locker room like that with a lot of good veteran leadership, he's going to fall into that system. He's silky smooth. He's fluid uh, as far as his understanding of the game. He has it all there. So that's going to be our pick. Janoris Jenkins, we're going to get some cornerback depth. We're going to address this defensive backfield. We're going to get after these guys when they want to throw the ball at us. Pick 20, Tennessee. Wow, this is very, very interesting territory. You know, it, it's like Mock Draft version 1.0. It's very hard to pass the temptation of beefing up the defensive line. And we gotta just take a chance on a uh, on a regional connection here, man. We gotta pull the trigger on on Dontari Poe. 
Just like I did for the Titans the first too, time. Too hard to let him fall any further. This guy could be really, really good. Could plug the middle. We got to play guys like Arian Foster. You know, this is Maurice Jones-Drew. We need to be able to stop the run. And, of course, you know, we need players who can get after the quarterback a little bit. And we think Poe can be developed into that. Pick 21, Cincinnati, bingo. And that means Cincinnati's on the clock for the second time in this draft. And they took Trey Kirkpatrick with the first pick, which was a steal at pick 17. I would say the two biggest needs for that team were beefing up the offensive line at guard and taking a, a cornerback to replace Jonathan Joseph, who they lost to the Houston Texans last year. If it felt like this, I think they'd be ecstatic to take Cordy Glenn at number 21 and come out of that round. Their two biggest needs filled. So I'm going with Cordy Glenn, the offensive guard slash tackle from Georgia. What a coup in Cincinnati in the first round. Their team just got instantly better. Pick 22, Cleveland Browns. Well, we addressed Trent Richardson at the beginning of it. I believe that at this point, Kendall Wright has fallen here. I don't care what people say about 16% body fat. I don't care what people say about his size, about his stature, about anything. He's a player that I love. I loved watching him at his, at his pro day. I've enjoyed meeting him at the Combine. Um, Kendall Wright will be the pick here. We're, we're, we are taking this offense, and we're going to give Colt McCoy some weapons. What Bill Walsh always said, according to Brian Billick, is that you got to give these guys 25 to 30 starts. That's when you know if you, need to, if you need to pull the plug. Sometimes you know before then. Obviously, with really talented players, you know before then. But right now... Colt has been learning that system. He's been culminating his whole style into that system. Give him some weapons. See if it'll click. We're going Kendall right here, the wide receiver out of Baylor. Pick 23, Detroit. All right, so Detroit, Motor City. Need a miracle. <laughs> you know what, though? I think this one is, I think this one could be pretty easy for me. You know why? Because I, I've invested heavily the last two drafts in monster, monster defensive tackles. And now I want somebody that goes right behind him that's just a tackling machine. So I'm going to select Dante Hightower, another player out of Alabama, and we're going to oh. plug him in from day one. Pick 24, Pittsburgh Steelers. So that would bring us to the 24th pick with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are just crazy mad right now. They had their eyes on the middle linebacker, Dante Hightower, went right off the board right in front of them. They needed Cordy Glenn, who went right off the board, two picks in front of them. This would be a very bad situation for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're one of the teams that doesn't like to move around the board too much. They like to sit where they are and see how the board falls. You know, the board didn't fall their way this time, so they might have to reach for a person. You know what? If the board fell like this, Richard Mendenhall has a torn ACL. He's not going to be ready for the start of the season. Baron Bashwell. <laughs> Baron Bashwell. Oh. They have Isaac Redman, who I'm not sold on. A bunch of other guys like Noel D. Moore. You know, 
you've already heard rumors that they're not too big on Richard Mendenhall going forward. When I look at Doug Martin, the running back from Boise State, he reminds me of the Steelers running back. He reminds me of the Steelers brand of football. I'm going to throw a major curveball here. I'm going to make the selection of Doug Martin, running back, Boise. Pick 24, the Denver Broncos. Uh, so that brings us to the Denver Broncos, who I feel like, all right, Okay, so you're looking at this team. You got to, you know, you got Peyton Manning. I'm not sure exactly what's going on at their center position since acquiring, uh, since acquiring J.D. Walton, who's terrible. <laughs> but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go here, and I'm going to try and get the next Jeff Saturday. I'm going to get a guy who knows, like Saturday, the way to read defensive fronts, to call signals out for his offensive line. He's did, he's done it all through college. He's a guy who could convert to guard, who a lot of people think could be a guard, but he's rangy, he's big. I can almost see his long arms sort of pointing out things pre-snap, snapping the ball to Peyton Manning. I'm going to pick here Peter Collins, the center guard out of Wisconsin. Pick 26, Houston, Texans. All right, it's to me, the Houston Texans, and I'm in a position here where wide receiver seems obvious, and I really like what Stephen Hill could add to our offense, but our offense is darn good. And this this draft is deep at wide receiver. Ah, uh, we got a good team. I'm in the position to make the take the best player. And our defense is nasty, but I say the rich get richer. We're gonna we're gonna draft Mark Barron to safety oh. out of Alabama. You're killing me. What a pick that is. In a position of need, a little bit of position of need. If I'm looking at the board. New England needs pass rushers. They had their eyes set on Mark Barron, who Byron just selected one pick before, breaking the heart of Patriots fans everywhere. They liked Chandler Jones a lot. They liked Shane McClellan a lot. Um, it, you know, they got another pick coming up in three selections. I have a feeling one of those two players would still be there for them. I see, you know, pass rush as a position that possibly Bill Belichick doubles up on this year and takes a down defensive lineman or a defensive end that can play down on the line and then an outside linebacker for the next pick. So if the board felt like this, I'm going to take Nick Perry, the defensive end from USC. The Patriots were very close to picking Everson Griffin two years ago out of USC. They have very similar measurables, except Nick Perry is a better athlete and has a lot more pass rush potential. So Nick Perry's the pick, and then we'll just sit back and see how the board falls and take the next best available player at 31. Pick 28, Green Bay Packers. You got, you got a defensive backfield that needs to be that needs to be addressed. Ask Vin, ask Vincent Jackson. <laughs> yeah, they they need some they need some real help there. I'm gonna go with a real wild card, and I'm gonna throw this thing for a 
bit of a loop with somebody who I've heard a lot about from people really close to the Notre Dame program, former players for Green Bay. And I'm going to say that Green Bay here, with their first round pick, takes the safety, Harrison Smith, out of Notre Dame. And the reason I say so is that I know that the team is interested in him. I know that there is uh, some sort of regional connection there. And I know that this, expression, that this expression of interest has gone from the team to the people representing him. Uh, I think that with some of the other heat that's been around his name lately, they might think, let's just get this safety thing addressed. Let's make sure if Nick Collins, if this injury is career-threatening, we got him backed up. This is a blue-collar guy. This is a guy who's going to fit in our locker room. The pick is Harrison Smith, the safety out of Notre Dame. Pick 29, Baltimore On to Baltimore. Ozzie Smith. I mean, Ozzie Newsome. We'll edit that. <laughs> Ozzie Newsome, GM, who, you know, he likes to get pretty... Hey. He, he doesn't he, like me in press conferences sure does, either. He, he likes me a little better than you, <laughs> yeah. I think. Hey, but you, Byron had the one comment or the one question for Ozzie Smith during the combine. <laughs> Ozzie Newsome. Or Ozzie Newsome during the combine that ended up making it on profootballtalk.com as, as just a complete mockery. So, Which was related to the wide receiver position, which was something I couldn't really understand uh, why he was entertaining the thoughts of wide receiver need early in the draft. I thought Torrey Smith was pretty good last year, and, you know, they just got Bolden a few years ago. You know, clearly those two guys aren't the complete answer. Um, but you know what? I, I'm taking that information from that press conference at the at the Combine, and I'm, I'm really thinking about it, and there's a guy staring me in the face that would just blow our offense wide open, and we have the time to develop him, and we have the deep arm to take advantage of him. Stephen Hill is who we were going to draft. Stephen Hill, out, wide receiver out of Georgia Tech. Big, fast guy that is just going to blow the offense wide open for a guy like Ray Rice. Pick three, San Francisco 49ers. So that would bring it to me with the San Francisco 49ers at pick number 30. You know, uh... I believe it was Pro Football Talk or one of those outlets came out yesterday, I believe, and or it was Tony Pauline from CNNSI, Draft Insider, said the 49ers are going to take Stephen Hill or the best guard available. Well, Stephen Hill just went off the board. Um, so the best guard available in my mind. You know what? I'm going to throw that little concept out the window, that little rumor, and I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to take Ruben Randall. Have him learn from Randy Moss for one year. Maybe Randy Moss doesn't even work out. You know, he flamed out in uh, Minnesota, flamed out in Tennessee. I'm sure he's going to light it up for the first couple weeks. But if things start going bad, and I have a feeling there's going to be a pretty big drop-off from San Francisco this year. They're playing a first-place schedule. Expectations are going to be sky-high. Their defense, really, everybody on that team had a career year, basically, including quarterback Alex Smith. I think there's going to be some of their drop-off, and you know, things could get bad and rocky in, uh, in San Francisco. So I'm going to give them Ruben Randall, who's the best wide receiver left on the board, and you know they need another vertical threat. 
from when Randy Moss leaves, Michael Crabtree is starting to develop, but he's not in, you know, a true vertical threat, more of a possession guy. Ruben Randall, LSU, he's the pick over Kevin Zeitler or Calaccio Semele. All right, well, I guess that brings me around to, up to uh, Boston Clam Chowda territory. Picking here for the Patriots. And we know they want to go pass rusher. They went. What did we go? Uh, what did we go with the. We went to Perry, but on. And okay. Off the record, like, so not we, on the record. If, they, if they're sitting there with McClellan or Chandler Jones or who else is there, you know, Worthy or Merciless. They they take the best. They usually just pick okay. The best all right, players. all right, all right, I think all right. Okay, yeah. McClellan or fit. Okay, so I'm sitting here at uh, I'm sitting here at the at the Patriots pick, and you know I know that they've taken Perry previously. That kind of fell into their lap. Uh, and here's the thing: Andre Carter, Mark Anderson, out. You know, I guess the, the Mike. Did they sign Trevor Scott? They did. Okay, so do you know what I'm doing here? I'm gonna say you got Nick Perry coming in, who's a situational guy who can get after these guys uh, off the edge in a situational basis. I'm gonna roll the dice on another one, another guy who has explosive ability off the edge, who might not be as well-rounded a player or somebody that you like as much as Shane McClellan but somebody who I feel is a beast at the point of attack and can make a real difference as far as getting developed on a situational basis and eventually getting plugged in after maybe, you know, after starting in the, in the you know, early third of his second season. We're going to go Chandler Jones here. So a roster watch, we think Tom Coughlin occasionally looks like Skeletor when he's <laughs> marching up and down the sidelines. But... Um, we're going to – you know what? I I think we need an offensive lineman more than anything. But there's nothing I hate more than than the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. So Mike no Adams. way I'm bringing Mike Adams into my team. There's just no, no way. And I feel like our offense is good, but we could be better. We did lose Mario Manningham. You're terrible at inside linebacker, but the two best the two have guys been are gone. I'm not sure Shane McClellan's the right fit for any kind of linebacking no. core for us. You got Martin there. No, you know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna just Eli Ma- Eli Manning is now in full control of the ship, and I know he can take advantage of a little bit more weaponry. A guy who I would think would be a terrific complement to the set of wide receivers they already have is we're going to line Alshon Jeffrey up opposite of Hakeem Nix, and we're going to let Victor Cruz operate in the slot. That's well, a shocker. That is a huge shocker because I, I've, I've heard that they do kind of love Ramsey's beard in a little bit to maybe be the third wide receiver, and we'll see. But, you know, he, he, if they loved him that much, why have we never seen him on the field? So who knows? <laughs>